Hello, welcome back to the She Leads Me podcast. We have a guest by the name of Stacey Henry on the show today. She is all about leadership, which is what we are all about here as well. And I was excited to have this conversation with her. Anybody that wants to go in, help organizations create better structure and better leadership, just a better culture overall, I am all about Stacey Henry is the owner and founder of Center Branch, which is a people-centered leadership business dedicated to helping both companies and individuals perform to their highest potential. It is such a needed skill set that she has and product that she brings to other people. And it is very needed within organizations, within all organizations. We need to have that layer, that lens to really think about What does it mean to have a healthy culture? What does it mean to really make sure that we are people-centered and that we're thinking about others and not just ourselves? She also wrote a book called Get Rooted, which is growing people and companies through change. I loved our conversation today. We're just going to dive right into it. So please welcome to the podcast, Stacey Henry. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast that has been created for you, the female business owner and leader on her journey. I am your host, Heather Simpson. I went from watching my car be repossessed and living on food stamps to becoming a CEO and eventually building my own business from the ground up. Each week, we interview powerful business owners who have overcome their individual challenges and have built some of the most successful businesses in the world today. Welcome to our community. Hi, Stacey. How are you today? I am well. Thank you so much. Yes, it's great to have you. I'm excited for our audience to get to know you and hear about this incredible work that you do in this book that you have and dive into the ins and outs of how you help support people and how you can help support the women in our community here today. But let's start first things first. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience and let us know a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Absolutely. So first and foremost, I'll start by saying thank you so much for for having me on the show. And for your listeners, I'm excited for them to hopefully, you know, take a nugget or two from this conversation. As you had mentioned, my name is Stacey Henry, and I'm the owner and coach at a company called Center Branch. And at Center Branch, I say we grow great leaders. And we really cater to both the individual as well as organizations to really identify where's their talent, how do we capitalize on that and grow both individuals as well as people within the company to just become better performers and really establish the overall organization at a higher level. Yeah, so needed, so, so needed. Prior to me owning my own business, I didn't own my own business, was a CEO and experienced so much of just like those inner workings of organizations, of teams that just really need that help and support. We can, you know, only, I guess, grow to the level that we're capable, but sometimes you just need some outside help and resources. And I'm so thankful that that's your specialty and that's your area of focus because it's really so needed out there. Yes. Thank you for that. And, and it is, and I don't think people get up every day and say, I don't want to help my employees and I don't want to grow people. Mm -hmm. Time gets in the way and being a manager or a supervisor, or, you know, even at, at the C-suite level, it's a time commitment to really develop and grow people to their, 
to their fullest capability. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about kind of how you got here, where you had experience in this, where you saw the need for this and how you then kind of went on the path of becoming a business owner and writing a book. <laughs> absolutely. So my my road is is a little bit windy like like many people. like all yeah, with yes. the cliffs and the falling debris and <laughs> Yes. yes. So I'll, I'll start out by saying, I went to school for social work. My whole idea in life was, I just want to help people. And, and I'm air quoting, yeah. I just want to help people. Little did I know that that would be very, very emotional. And it would be a heavy burden on my heart. And I give a huge shout out to all of the social workers and all of you know the counselors who do that kind of work every day. Yeah, That's what I went to school for. I did it for a minute and realized I wasn't I wasn't equipped and it hurt my heart so much seeing all of the change that I knew was necessary but not having the the immediate impact that that I wanted to and so I did a a hard pivot and actually went into sales <laughs> and very different I know people are like what and I worked for an organization where I kind of grew through through their sales ranks, and I was a regional vice president. I had you know a couple hundred stores under under mm-hmm. my umbrella. I was a great a great salesperson, and I don't say that you know from an arrogant standpoint. I really tried to look at how can I meet the need of the person standing in front of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't until I had somebody quit, and I had somebody who was one of my trainers leave a training session. And at that time, they were three weeks sales and service trainings that I called my boss and I said, you know, so-and-so just, yeah. who do you have on the bank? Like who do you, who can come in? Yeah. Said, well, if you don't have a succession plan, that means it's you. I had never even heard of succession plans before. So I had <laughs> and it literally changed my life. I went from sales into training in HR and that's where my love of leadership development and team development and just that growth of other people really started to blossom. Ah, yes. Being in it. And then in a way that just, it is that awareness, right? Of like being in something. Oftentimes, most of us don't decide what we're going to do, who we're going to be, how we're going to kind of make a living in this world until we experience something like that. That's like, oh, that's the thing that is like that that key moment that feels like it's resonating something within me that I'm identifying with, that I'm just feeling like so excited about at the opportunity of, we can find a lot of things that we're good at along the way, but it's those moments where it like hits that tuning fork. That's like, yep, that is the thing. So how long did you then stay kind of in that position before you were like, you know what? I want to do this for a whole lot of different organizations and a lot of people and kind of do it on my own and not just do this for people at this one specific corporation. Yeah, I was with that within that position and kind of in that role, which, you know, I should mention was about three or four steps backwards. And so mm-hmm. when I took that role, people were very surprised. And it, it really makes it made me stop and think this is something that I want to do. And it's a passion. So purposely stepping back to learn how to grow into that was important. And I stayed with that organization for about seven years until they closed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And from there, I just, you know, I've, I've worked for 
small organizations, you know, privately held, just starting up, all the way through, you know, Fortune 50 Aerospace and Defense. And I've along the way made a lot of mistakes, but also saw a lot of need, which is what led me to write the book. And I thought over the course of the last 25 years in my career, the one thing that has been constant is change. And I saw over and over and over again, people and companies don't respond well to change. They say they do, they don't. <laughs> and I didn't either. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not blanket statementing, you right. know, blanket statement of I'm great at no. By no means. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, especially like initially, right? Because it's, it's not often that we're the ones choosing the change. It's like a certain situation comes up, somebody leaves, it's a forced change. So it's like, initially, we all kind of tend to go, whoa, 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 like, what is going on? What's happening? How do I kind of wrap my head around this? And then... If maybe we have more skill set in it, we're able to kind of course correct and figure out where we're going to go kind of quickly. But, you know, for the majority of people, it's just like it can leave us with our head spinning until somebody comes along and like stops it. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you hit it on the head. One of the things that I often say is we didn't cho- we often don't choose the change. Right. And when I'm talking with my clients or I'm in, in a coaching conversation and admittedly myself, I have said over the course of time, I didn't pick this change. I don't have a choice. They, the proverbial, they are making decisions about this choice. I'm just going to go with the flow. It's easier. And I paused one day and I thought, Hmm, I actually do have a choice. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a choice in the change that came to me. I have a choice in how I show up, how I respond, how I react. Do I get stuck in the past and hold on to that past, you know, for dear life? Or do I embrace that change, which might feel like grabbing a cactus, might not be Mm -hmm. fun. And do I move through it and grow through it? And that's really, I think, a pivotal pivotal point where people are are, given their very first choice. They have to make it. Yeah. So how much would you say like percentage wise, when you either go into a company or you're working with somebody, what percent do you say that you work on letting go of the change part versus working with the new, like developing the skills to have like the new path? How much of it is, okay, really walking people through, we got to let go. The change has happened. We can't hang on for dear life anymore. And then what part is actually focused on the growth part? So I'll I'll say it varies, right? It varies by person, varies by organization. Generally speaking, it's Mm 50-50. People really want to just sit for a little while in the the past and the holding on to it and trying. And I'll work with with people and companies on, let's talk about what worked. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about why you're comfortable here. Mm-hmm. And maybe what didn't work, but you want to stay there anyway, because it's what's known. It's what feels good from a comfort. Per- it's a routine. So part of it is honoring that past and acknowledging it, letting people sit there for a moment and then saying, okay, let's apply some skill and, and help you 
get rooted in the values that are going to move you forward through this and grow you through that. And it's predictably about 50-50. Yeah. (laughs) I would think that there would be a lot of focus. I I mean, my guess would have been pretty close to 50%, if not, maybe even sometimes more where people just have a hard time letting go. But then once they do, they really soar, right? But like you said, everybody's different. So let's go into the book that you wrote. Did the book come first or did your, the business come first? What chicken or egg? What, uh, what happened first for you? Did you, or maybe at the same time? They were, it was at the same time. Um, The the book has been on my heart to write for 10 years. And I had this, like many people probably have had this little voice to say, who are you to write a book? You don't have XYZ position, or you've made a lot of mistakes. And finally, I said, I held on to the past of all of that. And I said, okay, my choice is to write it anyway. So in 2020, in January, I actually started writing the book and I was working at the time for a Fortune 50 aerospace company and very systematically kind of wrote on a, on a continual basis while going through COVID, while going through all of the reductions in force. I mean, we laid off just thousands and thousands of people in response mm. to mm-hmm. the, the economy really hit aerospace very hard. And I knew I had enough foresight to say, okay, at the end of this, there's a yeah. high likelihood that I'm going to be impacted. Right. And I had this side gig that mm-hmm. I was formalizing and I said, okay, I'm going to embrace this and, and jump full force in. And so it was in that August timeframe that I wrapped the book left corporate and then the book launched in in November. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I love it. Let's talk let's dive into the book a little bit. There's a couple of key ideas that you've kind of laid out here in the book and I'd love to dive into some of them. The first one that you talk about that we already touched on is the only constant in life is change. The second one, your success in weathering through change is dependent upon the values that you're rooted in. Talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. So I'll first start by saying that I, when I think about people and I think about leaders, whether you're a leader of self or a leader of others, I often think about a tree and, and I'll say, you know, a tree, when you look at a tree, they all look different, right? A palm tree looks different than, you know, a ficus to a redwood. They all have a couple of things in common. Every tree is rooted in something and what that tree is rooted in really determines the nutrients that are going to go up through its core. And that's what I call kind of a center branch. And I believe the same thing to be absolutely true of people. Mm. So we all have core, that center branch, and that and that's what shows on the outside. That's how yeah. people are experiencing us. That's how you know we're showing up in the world, largely dependent on our personal roots or values, you know. Mm-hmm. So I give a dichotomy of you can choose to be rooted in one thing or another, that's going to affect how you show up. If we're rooted in the wrong values, it's tough to to withstand the change that comes along. Mm -hmm. We might be able to bend the first time, maybe the second time, but eventually if we're not in that right ground and we're not rooted deeply in the right values, we're going to topple over. And do you find that sometimes in that situation, maybe people are just unaware of what they're rooted in, or it's more of an intentional rooting? 
No, I, I think for the most part, people are not aware. If you were or I were to ask anybody, what are your values? People would come up with some some common phrases. They would say, oh, I'm, I, I value love or friendship or, you know, insert whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When we do the work to really dig deep on what actually are my actions? What am I displaying? What are my thoughts? How is that coming across? That's going to give us some indication into what we're rooted in. It's an intentional act that people have to really think about this to make sure that they're accurate. Yeah. And one example is, you know, love versus conflict. At face value, no one's going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely rooted in conflict. However, if there's that sense of, you know, competition or one-upmanship or, you know, just a general difficulty, probably it's conflict. Mm-hmm. Knowing that and figuring that out. And oftentimes you have to ask people, but be willing right. and ready for the answer. Right. That's what's going to help you start to figure it out. So it's not going to be mm-hmm. a quick, easy, I'm going to write this down in five minutes. It's, it's an intentional process. Yeah. And so then going into the next key factor, which is identifying your center branch and like how to do that. That's part of the exercise as well that I would think is asking others. It is. It's absolutely asking others. And before, before I have my clients ask others, I say, how are you showing up in the world? Mm -hmm. How are people experiencing you? And I use that word, that phrase really specifically, how are people experiencing you? And I'll kind of have them go through that and write that down. And I'll say, my suggestion is that you go now and ask people how they're experiencing you. You can do it anonymously. I can do it. I can collect a 360. I can give you the feedback or you can be brave, go and ask people and be ready to receive the information. You might be surprised in a not great way. And then that's data that we work with. Or you might be surprised in a fantastic way. And all of that is going to really help to determine what is your core? What is your center branch? How are you leading yourself for others? Mm. Oh, so good. Tell us a bit about the eight universal values that you mentioned in your book. Over the course you know, of the last, I want to say probably 15-ish years, I've been in either a, a talent management or a learning and development, you know, COE capacity or a coach capacity for in an HR business partner role. I saw these eight common, you know, roots or values come up over and over and over again, both for individuals as well as organizations. By no means am I saying that these are the only eight values that we have, nor am I suggesting these should be yours. They're ones for consideration. And the eight, I start with love. So are you rooted in love versus conflict? And that's the very first one, because I believe that to set the tone for sure. the rest. I'll be, I'll be frank and say, I got a lot of pushback from people. Yeah. What does love have to do with, with leadership? And it's a, it's a ton. You know, yeah. Are we really listening to our employees? Do we want to be listened to? Mm-hmm. Do we want that respect and that genuine desire to help each other? Or is it an oil and water type of situation? Mm-hmm. And so identifying that and getting rooted there first is absolutely key. 
And then I go through seven others, which would be relationship versus disengagement, trust mm. versus control, which is a, a biggie. I'm a yeah. freak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, integrity versus dishonesty, service versus selfishness, joy versus complacency, spirituality versus what I call nothingness. And then the last one, which is also one of the biggest ones that I coach on, progress versus perfection. Mm. They're universal because I see them come up over and over and over again across variety of industry and regardless of, of who I'm talking to. Yeah. What a great labor of love to come out of 2020 for you. How was that process in writing a book and going through what I wouldn't feel like would be like a normal book release time or, you know, tell us a little bit about how just like the book writing process was for you in general. And then adding just, I guess, maybe the layer of, did it kind of meet your expectations just overall? Like there, there are people in our audience that are either on that path currently or are wanting to do that. And I just, I'm always curious for people that choose to go down the authorship path how it was and if it was what they thought it would be. It was not what I would what thought it would be. It <laughs> was way different and way more in, in, a, in a great way. And so I thought I would sit down and write out a chapter and, you know, write all the experiences that I, either I've had both from a positive as well as a not so positive perspective. Sure or that I've seen other people go through and it and it didn't end up being that at all. I would use words like cathartic, empowering, painful because as I went through this and really took stock of these roots, I had to evaluate myself along the way and I had to really think about the examples of when I was not rooted in the right things. When I may have been rooted in perfection or complacency to share those examples. And so that was the painful part, but it was also cathartic. And it was also a growth process for me because I was able to say, wow, all of these experiences over the course of the last, you know, X number of years have really led me to where I'm at today. So it was all of those things wrapped up into one. And I don't think that I had an expectation for launch. Probably a good way to go into it. (laughs) Yeah. My goal, my true, honest to goodness goal was this book would impact a single human being to Mm. think differently about what they're rooted in and then pass that on to one more. And so from a multiplier's perspective, I just wanted to start with one. Yeah. And then it's helped so many more. Where can we find a copy of the book to purchase and dive into and find ourselves getting rooted in? Absolutely. So you can find the book on Amazon, Get Rooted, Growing People and Companies Through Change, or you can reach out directly to me and I'm happy to send you a book as well. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. One question that I'm changing up this year for the podcast and just connecting with the female leaders that we, you know, that graciously give their time that we interview on the show that are then listeners graciously spend the time to listen to from all over the world. You know, 2020 was a year that did impact everybody. That was something that we all have in common, right? So from wherever the listeners are listening from. 
what I would love to know is what are things that maybe you chose to leave in 2020 and let go of? And then what were some lessons that you learned or things that you wanted to bring forward with you into this new year? It's such a great question. When I think about what I'm letting go of, it's really the the idea of of my plan, air quote, right? Mm -hmm. And so we all have a plan that that you know we put together and we think that it's going to go, you know, a b c d and clearly that hasn't that hasn't happened for many of us. And so I've decided this year that while there there are intentions that I would love to have for this year, I am letting go of part of the and this is the control piece in my book, I'm letting go of my own plan and trusting whatever comes along the way. Now I'll do my part and I'll continue to show up, but I'm not going to over manufacture and, you know, process myself to death. I really want to experience more versus planning more. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. Love that so much. Oh, Stacy, thank you so much for being here and being part of the podcast today. It was such a great chance to get to talk to you, learn more about the book, kind of like a snippet of what you offer. Where can we connect with you from here? Where do you like to live on online the most? Um, where can we connect with you and uh, learn for more from you along the way? Heather, thank you so, so much for me being on the show. I've had a fantastic conversation. Um, people can find me a variety of, of different ways. They can go to LinkedIn and search Stacy Henry 01. That is my LinkedIn handle. You can check out my website at www centerbranch.com or you can feel free to reach out to me directly. I try and answer every single email that I get within a 48 hour period and that's Stacy S-T-A-C-Y dot Henry H-E-N-R-Y at centerbranch.com. Stacy, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving your time. And I'm excited for our community to dive into the resources that you have and find where they can get rooted in their life. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the She Leads Me podcast. If you enjoyed it, would you do us a favor? Would you go ahead right now in the app, just go ahead and share it with one of your friends, one of your fellow female leaders that is also looking for valuable resources on her journey. We greatly appreciate it. And we will see you next time.